we watched the Oscars we, and we did. tied. Yeah, that was pretty. That and, was a pretty big deal. How did that feel? Uh, felt good. Felt good. And as a result, I will have no middle name. Okay. That's the only fair thing to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And my middle name will not be podcast. Your middle name is already a dare. Donna. It'd be better if it was a bet. Um. Ha. A beto. Oh God. Um. All right. So we tied. That was great. Um. Except it wasn't because neither of us won. But my reign still continues because I still kind of won. Yeah. You're the last legitimate yeah, winner. Exactly. Hold on a sec. Um, on. Yeah. Sec. So, so we did that. That's the thing. We I, I finished Steven Universe. That was cool. That was fabulous. And now we have watched uh, Captain Marvel. We did. We did see Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to see it again later this weekend. Because I really liked it. That uh, that rings true, what with your feminist agenda. I definitely have one of those. Right. It's like a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Uh, as I was watching the movie, there were several moments where I was like, oh, I can't wait to hear nerds get mad about that. Oh, yeah. there's cer- Chauvinist, terrible nerds. Yeah, there's certain things where I was just like, hmm, hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But let's start with what we love. Yeah. Hmm? Or, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think that for me, I really enjoyed getting to see someone along the lines of like a similar sense of invincibility with like the arrogance that comes with that as like Peter Quill or early Tony Stark. I kind of liked seeing that energy, but as a girl. I thought that was yeah. fun, and I liked that there was confidence because I feel like so often with those sorts of characters, I mean, obviously there's Black Widow, but she had to go through such like rigorous training and such sacrifice to get to where she is in the level of confidence. But I feel like in general, female superheroes, whether it be Wonder Woman, whether it be Scarlet Witch, it seems like they come in and they're unsure of their powers. And yes, she still couldn't fully control them, but I felt like she had more confidence in her skill. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that whole scene on the ship, on the scroll ship, like that was where she's just like going around and she's got the things in her hands and stuff. Like that was fun. Yeah. Like I enjoyed that. I also enjoyed that she was barefoot and that they, she went back to get her boots. <laughs> That was that was pretty great. Um, what about you, Dan? What's the thing you liked? I have many things, but I feel like we'll probably have similar things. I um, I liked seeing a, another soldier type, but you know the co- like a fl- a flyboy. She's a flyboy. She's got that cockiness, the experimental pilot thing. Like she's. Those those people only excel if they think that they're amazing. Like you can't you can't be like a humble pilot. You, you have to have ego for it, yeah. Exactly. You have to have ego. And it was it was nice to see um a female hero not with a healthy ego, with like unabashed ego. I think that it was cool. It was just it was something we've seen before, but in a female package, it it felt different. It felt fresh. Um I liked seeing um her and Samuel L. Jackson as uh, you know, 
lethal weapon. Yeah, six. it was a fun it little buddy great. cop kind of thing going on there. Their yeah. their friendship felt really good to me. Mm-hmm. And on that note, I liked that she could. This is gonna sound super weird, I think, but I liked that she understood her suit and was comfortable in it and knew how to like do things with it. Mm-hmm. It that was really nice to me because I feel like so often, I mean, I think probably because the, in the recent uh, in the recent Marvel cinematic universe you've got like spider-man where he's like constantly getting new suits and he doesn't really know how to do that or like thor with with you know the power of thunder and lightning and trying to figure out how to focus that and then like you know uh losing his ex and then getting a new tool because he's a tool um but yeah so i thought that was interesting and i liked that she knew how to 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 run everything that was that was fun her little mohawk felt a little unnecessary, except for you know, fan service. But yeah, it, there's there's little moments like that where you're like, eh. you're like, I know why, <laughs> I know why, but yeah. Uh, I I have to say though, I know we're talking about things we like, but I it was hard. The anti aging for Fury and Coulson was a little bit from too much for me at points there were moments that i was like oh this is really good and there were moments that i'm like what is going on with your eyebrows colson yeah his eyebrows were so dark it's an interesting technology to see get used more but it it there were moments where it was distracting where it was like oh this is not you get used to it with sam because Mm -hmm. he's in it so much and there's so much of just Young him. Sam Jackson, uh, de-aged like this, looked a little like Michael Che. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. The, the twist on his eye was great. I loved it. And hated it at the same time. But I also yeah, hated same here. it. Where I was like... Honestly, I, I do- yeah, I loved it for Ben Mendelsohn's reaction when he's like, it's just a scratch. And he just was like... I should be clear. I love it in the context of this movie. It felt at home. It was a good joke. It made sense. Mm -hmm. I don't love it for him as a character long term as like, that's how the Nick Fury lost his eye. Although we've seen him be so badass for so long. It's kind of fun. That this this movie did kind of feel like a fun aside for him. Just like one big. This was this was early on when I this was before I was the most certified badass of all time. Well, I love <laughs> the uncertainty in him and I love that he's still very quick on catching things like with the name. I was very impressed with him. We should uh probably say um Full spoilers if we're going to go into things that we don't like. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, full spoilers. I mean, we kind of have some already, but full spoilers. Um, so, Dan, let's let's start off with our wild cards. I think that we've never done that, so I think we should try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my wild card was Annette Benning. I was not expecting to be super interested. I was like, oh, she's playing the Supreme Intelligence, artificial intelligence. Nice walk-on role yeah. for her. Um, the twist of having her be Marvell, I thought was great. I was not expecting, uh, I, I was expecting Marvell to be f- fan service somewhere. I just wasn't expecting it to be her, um, which was cool. I enjoyed seeing her have 
a moment uh in the test flashback of like she's she's clearly a good Cree who's working hard to try and make the universe a better place and she's not super powered but she's super smart she's got her base she's got like her whole character setup was great and I don't I'm not invested in Marvel as a character. I could give a shit. She's this is the perfect kind of character to change gender, change ethnicity, any of that. So change age even, because mm-hmm. um, she was female and di- probably not necessarily older. But um, I thought it was a, a a tasteful flip because we didn't see it coming, and it was a nice addition to the mythology. It didn't. It didn't feel like anything was like being quote taken away. It just. It felt like a way to re reinvigorate a character that, who who really gives a shit about Marvel. Like I'm sure there's some fan page out there. I'm sure there's some people who are gonna be upset by it. I found it uh, a fun way to revitalize it. Hmm. I think she was great. She was so much fun, and I think she did a great job, sort of in her dual casting. Because I think she, I mean, really, she's sort of in a way playing three characters. I mean, she's playing Supreme Intelligence, she's playing Marvell, and then also she has her her human counterpart, Doctor Lawson. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm, and I, and I think she actually brings something different, though. Two of those characters are basically the same person, but uh, I think she brings a lot to each version of it. Annette Benning is just a star, in my opinion. Um, I love her so much. I feel bad for her husband. He's the 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 male gay is always turned on him. Um, Warren, Warren. Um, so I'm just gonna quote John Mulaney a lot now. Um, but yeah, so I loved I loved her. She was she was one that was definitely up there for me as well. Who was your wild card? My again? wild card was uh, none other than Captain Marvel. Brie Larson. I honestly, I wasn't really sure with her. Like, I I love Brie Larson as an actress. Short Term 12, amazing movie. That's my recommendation for you for all time, Dan. Watch Short Term 12. It's on Amazon Prime. You have no excuse. Many people who have either been nominated or won Tonys or Oscars are, isn't it? So, deal with it. Uh, But yeah, so I would say... uh, I went in. I love her serious work. It's it's a hard role to kind of be launched into the Marvel franchise, it with like very few steps. Like you, she that origin story just went right into it, and she had to carry it in a lot of ways. So I think that's hard. I think it's a hard thing for any actor to do, and since she is a completely new face for everyone watching the franchise i think that's it was there was a lot on her shoulders i think she did a really interesting job with it i liked that she had fun with it there was not the level of depth in her struggle to figure out her background that i thought and then she was just sort of always okay when she found out something new she didn't really have like the anger and i thought that there should be a little more like thor style anger of trying to capture her powers I, Especially considering there was that constant refrain from Jude Law of like, you need to be less emotional. Get your emotions in check. Mm-hmm. It would have been nice when she discovers upsetting or confusing things for her to get a little more emotional about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think ultimately we are all kind of trying to figure out who we are. And, you know, she 
She has every right to be angry, and I liked when she kind of lost it a few times, but I honestly would have liked it to be a little more intense at certain moments. There were definitely a few times where I'm like, okay, we can drop, like, a few jokes. Like, we don't need all the jokes. Like, that whole scene on the in the la- floating lab, in the orbiting lab, I was just like, okay. And also, I gotta just say... Marvel formula, baby. Yeah. Yuck, 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 yuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So yeah, that's that's what I got. What about what did you really not like? Um I didn't like Jude Law. I don't I don't need Jude Law in a Marvel movie. I I we've had the zealot character from Lee Pace as Roman the Accuser. I I I I appreciate showing like blind military allegiance and racism and hatred and gaslighting, but he was so manipulative and, and (laughs) telling her not to be emotional, telling her she has to prove herself. Like he was such an embodiment of like toxic patriarchy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. He, I just, uh, I just didn't, he adds, it's, it's another, he's, to me, he's another brick in the Marvel villain problem. Yeah. Like there was, he's, he's, he was too mustache twirly and no, no depth, no understanding. He was no Thanos. No. Um, and I just, I was like, "Eh." every, uh, Several people I went with were surprised when he was revealed to be a bad guy. And I was like, really? No. Um, okay. No. When th- when they said that Ronan was going to be in this one, it seemed pretty clear what was going to happen. Um, but, I mean, it was it's always like the reveal is always like, ah, okay. Um, that being said, th- when you talk about the Marvel villain problem, though, I had a moment where I did think, wait are they going to fix the Marvel villain problem in this movie? And then I was like, ah, no. <laughs> Mistaken identities. Enemies are friends. Friends are enemies. Because, um, oh my God, did they do some great casting. But that aside, my 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 downer was everyone else in, that te- in the Kree team. <laughs> like, they all just, like, there was so much. I had hope for it. There was a lot of interesting casting there, and they were all like, they were. It reminded me of Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. There's so much, and then the acting is so wooden, and it was. It was just. I. I don't know. I felt like there was too many people for that little dialogue, and those few scenes. Like I think there should have been. I, I mean, like, something I loved that they did is when they're doing the memories for her, like, mm-hmm. hearing the scroll, like, conversation, I'm yeah. like, finally, goddamn personalities. Like, there's real personalities. You can tell the difference between them. And that was such a uh, a fun and interesting way to go through just the highlight reel of her backstory. And it was and it was justified from a story context. That to me was smart writing, and I really appreciated that whole scene. Yeah, no, I loved that whole scene. I think a lot of the scroll scenes they're tricky, but they're great. 
And kudos to Ben Mendelsohn for actually going full out scroll. Like, I I mean, I I was impressed that he actually spent so much of the movie in full scroll regalia. Yeah. Because I definitely was, His I didn't, ex- was I expected him to sort of show up when he took a body. But I didn't really know that he'd go and do the full scroll. And I didn't actually realize it until the guy who sits next to me at movies was like, oh, there's our boy. Because I love Ben Mendelsohn. He's the villain of the mm-hmm. hour, except not. Also, ha- had to, like, had a serious bet regarding Lee Pace. Because I was like, that's Lee Pace. And he was like, no, that's not Lee Pace. I'm like, yes, it's Lee Pace. He just doesn't have the eye makeup right now. Like, that's a further character kind of development as he gets more intense into into his whatever Nazism that he's... He's endeavoring upon space Nazis, space Nazis. Um, but I was like, no. And I was like, that chin, like that's Lee Pace. And he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, let's wait, wait for the credits. And it's Lee Pace. And he's like, it's still not Lee Pace. I'm like, so I tweeted Lee Pace. He did not respond, but I tweeted him just to like get confirmation. But he was at the premiere. So he was busy making pies. That's literally what he's, what the guy who sits next to me at movie says. He calls him the pie maker. Oh. Someday I'll need to meet him. He sounds like a funny Oh, fellow. Lee Pace? Yeah, he's he's a delight. Um, so let's talk about our favorites. I loved watching Sam Jackson just be funny and just have fun. And to see Nick Fury slightly out of his depth, but still rolling with the punches so well and like being totally game. Uh, the de-aging got a little distracting sometimes, especially when they were running. And I'm like, oh, Sam, you're getting old, aren't mm-hmm. you? <laughs> like, that's not a young man run. Yeah. Um, him with the cat was great. Him with the cat. It was so great to just see him melting over Goose. Yeah. That was hilarious. That cat was great. Yeah. I love that. No, but he was, he was I, delightful. I loved Sam Jackson. I thought they had a really fun dynamic. Um, even though, you know, as we talked, Brie Larson was a little too cocky, a little one note, yeah. but, you know, we didn't quite see the the doubts or the rage that we wanted, but it's also her first outing, and I think if you compare Thor 1 to Thor Ragnarok, he's like, look how far someone can come when you give them four movies to play a character. Mm-hmm. Like, in a couple of movies, she's going to be spectacular. Yeah. Uh, but all of her interactions with Fury were fantastic. And I loved seeing him for the majority of a film because uh, the cameos are great. But I, I like a full movie with Sam Jackson. And this made me yes. forget how upsetting Glass was. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's funny going from like seeing him from so old to so young. I was just like, aw. No, but I mean, this is, it's funny that he did one of my least favorite and one of my favorite portrayals in a movie this year so far. Homeboy's got he range. Do, he does. He, and makeup. Makeup helps. Makeup and CJ. Um, Who did you love? Uh, I, my boy, uh, director Krennic himself, Ben Mendelsohn, was delightful. Uh so nuanced. So nuanced. I mean, that scene, I had a moment when the in the scene where they're in, uh, not Monica's the daughter, the friend, what's her name? Uh, Rambo, but it's... Uh... But it's not. 
Maria. Maria, thank you. I knew it was an M. Um, oh my God, yeah. She is so they were in the house, and they the neighbor came. They shut the door, and he's just in uh, holding. He's like in the doorway, drinking a milkshake. And that, like, whole scene, just, like, how he was doing that, that was just such a wonderful scene. And I had a moment where I'm like, I don't know really what's going on, but I love it so much. And I loved how quickly it all kind of developed. He was just, even when you think he's, like, gonna be fully bad, it was really delightful to watch him on screen, both in makeup and without. He is just such a, he's a talent and I loved him. I loved sort of his message. I think like a little, it was a little bit like, I I honestly, I appreciated him shooting a few people in front of his kid as like, because he said like, we both have blood on our hands from this war. Like, I mean, this idea that no one's fully good, no one's fully bad, but like you have to understand the nuance to the persecution that they've been experiencing. And I felt like he went, a little too far to the good, so I'm kind of glad he shot someone. Um, just so you're like, okay, yeah, he's also kind of a dick, so like he's gonna right. he's gonna shoot people when it comes down to it. But yeah, it was one of those things though that I was like, okay, for the most part, couldn't have asked for more. Like there there were a few I have a few things where I was like, eh, you're making this a little too easy for us to like you, but. In general, I have a fix. For oh, that, okay. Well, but... um, I'm yeah, I'm curious about that. Um, I had sort of an idea for that as well. Uh, I honestly didn't think he'd make it out, and I kind of think if he hadn't, though, the guy that's next to me probably wouldn't have forgiven the movie. I think it <laughs> might have actually led to something interesting. But I do understand uh, why they kept him. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, Ben Mendelsohn is Talos. He was stellar. I was very impressed. Mm-hmm. Overall, I think this movie got a lot right and was super fun. Um, and while I think Wonder Woman is a better movie, just as a whole, as as a as a flick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate that these two are just going to be compared relentlessly. Oh yeah, like they're going to be. But it's it's kind of the inevitable thing. There's women um, and they're superheroes, so they're the same, Dan. So they're the same. Obviously, this movie I will always remember because I was watching with my wife sitting next to me, and when she goes full Super Saiyan, once she's like releases the inhibitor and she's crazy powerful yes you can throw around accusations of being a mary sue yes you can say oh she mastered her powers so quickly oh no she's she's unstoppable i don't give a shit we just don't know what her kryptonite is yet but i'm sure she has one Mm -hmm. it's gonna be fine everybody calm down when ronan dropped the bombs on earth and she flew up to meet it my wife sitting next to me covered her face with her hands and stared in awe of what was happening before her and when from the from the when from the moment she beat the supreme intelligence and broke the inhibitor and got fully powered she teared up and it was 
an absolute goddamn delight to watch somebody else seeing themselves in a superhero and identifying with a superhero in the way that I've I've gotten to for years. Yeah. This is why I love this stuff. And to see that fresh aha moment, that wish fulfillment, hero worship, beautiful thing that we can get from this, so pure, so untainted. She said to me after... I totally understand why representation in these kinds of films matters now because that that just affected her like that. Yeah. And I will always remember that about this movie. Yeah. I think that that will the only time it will be beaten that moment will be beaten out is for when your daughter first sees it. <sighs> and you will cry. Hopefully she'll have lots to choose from and she can be like, "I don't like Captain Marvel." I'm a bigger fan of, I don't know, Kitty Pride, Storm. Maybe Sorry. they'll get the X-Men right by then. Who knows? I saw there was a Dark Phoenix trailer. It's coming, Dan, whether you want it to or not. They're killing as as Rogue. They kill everybody, it'll be fun. They're killing Rogue. <laughs> not Rogue, sorry. <laughs> Mystique. I apologize. You said Rogue and then she just did my, my opinion, head. But... What? couple movies late in my opinion but oh my god yes they should have killed her a long time ago uh, she looks kind of funky in this trailer something seems different she hates the makeup they've done less and less every movie it's whatever it is whatever um sorry you're fine had a thing um yeah, no, I, I'm excited about that. We'll see. This It seems like, I, I, I'm, I'm not really sure how I feel about Dark Phoenix. It, we've waited so long. I feel like we have so far to fall. Yeah. And I'm worried they're just not going to learn the lessons from Last Stand like they should have. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it feels very Last Standy. So we'll see. Well, the writer of Last Stand wrote and directed this. So I had so much fun with that plot line. So I'm going to do it again. Yeah. This time we won't screw it up. Okay. Wolverine's dead. <laughs> Except he's eh. not. But right. that was his like supposed last movie, so. Yeah, who knows? Who Who the fuck knows? knows? Um Well, it's too late for us to rewrite Dark Phoenix, but <laughs> it's also too late for us to rewrite this. But there were five story credits five different people were credited on story for this and three were credited for the screenplay so and i have like this, a three this... degrees of separation from uh one of them oh really because hayes's wife hmm. is one of the writers no way yeah he he did a whole post about it actually oh it was pretty funny so i'm just gonna read it out loud and give and give credit to him where credit is due um Edit for time. Hayes Davenport. I understand why women feel like Captain Marvel was meant to empower them, but let's be honest, it's a huge set piece on the LA Metro and a male character who kisses his cat. This movie is a gift from Geneva to her husband. All other themes are accidental. That's cute. I can't remember if it's actually Hayes' or Sean's wife, but yeah. It's one of the, t the Hollywood handbook fellas. Um, but yeah, so that's my, my, my side note. Um, yeah, no, that was, uh, 
there's a lot of story. There's a lot of story and a lot of things going on. Dan, tell me some of your uh, edits for this. So I think one of the more brilliant and more subtle things this movie accomplished was it basically set up an intergalactic Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Yep. In a subtle, not-so-subtle way. However, I think following that through to its logical conclusion is a mistake. I think you can have a very successful back and forth. I would have liked... um, I, I would like a little more um, dissenting voices with the scrolls. Mm-hmm. If Ben Mendelsohn had a second in command, preferably female, who was a zealot, mm-hmm. who was proposing terrorist acts or how they could use this light drive engine or the light, the light speed engine for militaristic purposes, and that was her goal, and his goal was just to get his family and save all the other scrolls. That would have provided a little more interesting context and would have helped the villain stuff and would have set up secret invasion in a more effective way. Like, I need to know that there are bad scrolls. We can't redeem all the scrolls in the first movie that we show them. There's so much scroll stuff, too. And yeah. I think what they, I, I kind of felt like they were trying to make it a bridge so we're okay with some sort of scroll, like some character becoming a scroll. And that's why they yeah. overfriendly them. That was my theory on it. But yeah, they need to not make it as goofy. Like there was that science officer and then they just sacrificed him for yeah. for for no real reason. So since Ben Mendelsohn didn't die at the end, like if Talos had died, then his daughter could have been set up to become the queen of the Skrulls mm-hmm. and that would have been amazing and she could have been on like a vengeance quest to like propel the war. Peace didn't work. My dad's dead. I'm gonna, you know, come back with a vengeance. I would have just added a little, sown a little discord in there. I also would have liked to have given Sam Jackson like one cool fight bit. Mm -hmm. He didn't really get to do much except tag along, which was fine. Um, Especially in context, like that happens to a lot of secondary characters. They get sidelined. But he's still Nick Fury. He still should have gotten to like shoot somebody in the in the head instead of either being saved by Captain Marvel or saved by the cat. So that's at at the very end, I would have liked for him to have one moment. That would have been nice, but not necessarily. But overall, I really just would have liked to fix the scrolls, uh, make set them up to be more complicated than just like scrolls are good and Kree are bad. Mm-hmm. That to me was clumsy, rushed, and if they do secret invasion, it's gonna suffer for that um and that makes me really mad because i really like secret invasion it's such a good idea and i don't want to see them i don't want to see it go the same way as civil war where it's secret invasion in name only yeah and that that to me would be really upsetting but i think we're going to eventually get an end credit sequence where somebody who died is revealed to be a scroll. that's going to happen and they'll do a secret invasion. It just will. But I just, yeah, I had I had hopes for that. Um, and I would also uh, give Jude Law some sort of family or backstory that he's fighting for to fix him. <laughs> that would have been nice. Um, and uh, I'll let you talk about how you would fix Captain Marvel because I don't, uh, I don't know what to, 
I don't I don't really have I I want to do something with her, but I'm just not sure what. You know what I mean? So so yeah, I agree. You need to make the scroll the the Cree a little more three dimensional. There's no I think there are bad bad and good of both. And I thought it was really a little bit lazy and frustrating. I think there could have been something to kind of catapult it into making someone who's seemed good turn or someone who's bad. Kind of like at the end of uh, Doctor Strange, like that there just, there was a turn with, uh, Mm -hmm. I won't even say his name because I always pronounce it wrong. Mads Mikkelsen? No, uh, Chuite Eldefor. Thank you for making me do it. Chuital Eldefor. Yeah. Chuital Eldefor. Yeah, him at the end. He kind of turns because he reaches a breaking point. And I think that would have actually worked very well here. And it was unfortunate that it did not. Um, I think what you need to do is rather than embracing Car- uh, Carol as having, like, she's either incredibly sure of herself or she's angry. I think she needs to be sad. She lost her past. And I think, honestly, that sadness would mellow out the intensity of her power, but still give her the the fight to use it. Because mm-hmm. I think she's she gets a little blasé with like her what she's using it for, and I think it would kind of center her a little bit more. I think you there really needed to be a scene where she remembers like everything. And that it was, and but I think what the focal point needs to be, because there there was a very, Monica had a very like kind of off the cuff line that like really didn't get as much purpose as I think it deserved, which was, you you didn't get along with your parents, so mom said we were your family, and I think that is one of uh, that that would have been focusing on her love of focusing on the love of her best friend and her best friend's daughter would have been great. Or if she actually was in love with her best friend and wanting to protect her and developing a partnership and that centering her. Something along those lines of family being right there and that being her past. That, But like having to think about like that she lost six years of that. So I think there needed yeah. to be a moment of that. I think there needed to be a moment of focusing on that loss because yes, it was so cool how badass she was at certain points. But I think you would have PTSD from all of that. And I think mm-hmm. there needed to be time with that. Like, I mean, you, we've watched Witness Cap have depression based on what he's gone through for for years. I think we can give her 10 minutes of screen time to process that stuff and to have an internal sort of deliberation with her power. Yeah. And then maybe just that final... Intel, uh, like the final like communication with with uh, Annette Bending's intelligence, like you know, just have that be like when she finally is like, okay, no, I'm bigger than this, and then she seems stronger than you, and it's amazing. Yeah, to take it back to Steven Universe, <laughs> which we were definitely listening to American Boy on the movie on the way to the movie, and I went, oh, you know, this is Garnet, right? And he's like, no, but that's amazing. I was like, yeah, she's amazing. But yeah, uh, no, but that soundtrack, though, they're they're really they were fighting for Guardians of the Galaxy's like prime 
best soundtrack listing there. Without, oh, yeah. I have to say, the choice of I'm Just a Girl, what, though a little, like, fan service like, for, for the ladies, I loved it so much. Like, oh, it was I needed that. I needed that. In her sequel, I would I would like to suggest uh, I'm a bitch, I'm a lover, I'm a child, I'm a mother. I would have really liked that. That would be fantastic. It would have been. I, I, I felt... Also, I would have really liked to cut out that the line where the guy's like, you should smile. I was like, come on. I get that we're saying fuck the patriarchy, but. Yeah, it was a little too. It was it was just a, it was a little on the nose. I, I, I understand that where we are, it was very it was necessary. And I'm excited to see women rally around this movie as the toxic nerds try to take it down. Um, but yeah, just maybe it happens. So it's not, it's not far fetched, but it's still just like, mm-hmm. Adair, if you were going to rename this film, what would you call it? Um, since we're really in the beginning stages of, of like, I mean, they, she, they're doing like the, the Avenger initiative at the very end of this movie. So Mm. we're, we're early stages of all of it. So I'd say Captain Marvel, colon, the agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because it kind of felt like we just had the one. (laughs) I mean, Clark Gregg is is there, but he's the new guy. What about Uh, you, Dan? uh, I would call this Captain Marvel. It's not easy being green. No, it's not, but luckily you could do do this and then there's colors. That part was a little... That was a fun fun bit to show different style suits that Captain Marvel has worn. That, the the um, neon. Not not her specifically, but the previous Captain Marvels. I was like, ah, oh, I like that. Yeah, I think it I was the only way they con- honestly could have really done that and um, not made it seem, like, ridiculous. It was a little silly, though. A little silly. But I liked it. Well, folks, we will be back Um. Hopefully for Shazam. Yeah, I really want to do Shazam. That'll be exciting. And then yeah. next month we got Endgame. We have mm-hmm. it's a we only Shazam and Endgame next what? month. It's Shazam and then yeah. Endgame. We April, have yeah. I don't think we've ever had two Marvel movies this close, a month and a half apart. I think it was two months was the closest. With Black Panther, Panther and, and Endgame, yeah. Or Infinity or, uh, War. Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was Thor Ragnarok and then like Five, four months, then Black Panther, and then like Infinity Wars, like two months after that, and then we did Ant Man and the Wasp in July. Yep. God, because February, February was Black Panther last year. So, do you think we'll get uh, a big Marvel Comic Con panel presence, or do you think they'll do another big Phase Four announcement on their own? Oh God, I think they might go mm, no, because we'll have just got done homecoming like right before so i think they're gonna do an announcement you think they'll do their own thing they won't do comic-con for it um i don't 
I don't know. I Same. I I think I think they might just do a solo announcement. Like I think they might go big. Cuz like they really haven't I mean they've talked a little bit about all of this, but I think they might want to just control their narrative. And they don't need it. They don't. So I think to wait until there's a little lull maybe sometime in August or something. Oh yeah. Maybe September and announce their whole slate. That'd be exciting. That'd be pretty pretty damn cool. I mean, I'd be I'd be down for it. Um before we before we end um I just want to say that the Stan Lee cameo at the beginning with the Marvel logo was so great. I I got teary-eyed. Same. But um, the fact that for his cameo in the movie, he was reading the script for Mallrats. Kevin Smith has a beautiful Instagram post. He cried. Yeah. Because he spent his career referencing this stuff. And to have the movies reference him, he was like so moved. Yeah, no, that was all very beautiful, and I, I and we were discussing that we think that it was probably a cutaway, like a, a reshoot, the smile that she gives him, but like it was so it was so good, it was so perfect, it was so good, that made me really really happy. Excelsior! Yeah, I loved it. All right, well, guys, go see it. It was really good. I'd say like four four point. Seven five eggplants out of five? No. Um something like that. I don't know. And guys, you need to listen to the most recent episode of the Meth Generation. It's out now. It's uh the naked now. It is so weird. <laughs> but I'm so fascinated by it. Oh, thanks for the plug. Yeah, you know. Oh, and also twenty minutes of banter. I hear you guys have a great guest house this week. Yeah, we're going to have an awesome one. Okay, cool. Tune in on Monday. All right. A Secret Weapon Production.